Where were you on September 11th, 2001? This is success coach Martin Brossman. And for many of us that were alive during that time, it's a vivid memory of the date. Today is September 11th. And I want to start by honoring all those that lost their lives and supported people who suffered through that event. On the morning of 9-11-2001, I was working with someone to help me write an article talking about having dyslexia and how I managed it, and she was a writer. I usually work with someone to help me writing because that's not my strong suit. Our plan was to end our meeting about 10.30 because I was scheduled to meet someone for lunch. And we had scheduled it at a Middle Eastern grocery store and restaurant off of Hillsborough Street. I get in the car and turn on the news, which I usually do as I'm driving, and I'm only hearing things in the middle because so much was happening that day. They weren't explaining what actually occurred. They were reporting minute by minute what was occurring. I didn't know if aliens had invaded, America had been invaded, we were at war, what was going on? There was so much coming at me at the same time. During the entire ride, I still wasn't able to figure it out. But I was minutes from being late, and I'm big on being on time. And I showed up at the Middle Eastern market and restaurant at a time when normally they're packed, and there were very few people there. I sat down and I had a breathing moment to check my phone. There was a message from the person wanting to meet that said, obviously, based on what's going on in the news, I'm sure you're in agreement to cancel our lunch meeting. I still wasn't clear what was occurring. So I told the waiter, I just got here. I just heard the news. What's going on? And they explained to me what had happened. I thought for a moment that was really interesting where I was located. And with my growing up in D.C., this in some ways fit. My first thoughts were my concern of my parents that lived in D.C. and my two coaching clients that lived in New York City. I called my mother and she said, your dad's still at work and we're both OK because they lived in D.C. I then called my father. And he said he was at EPA where he worked. Everyone had left. He figured out there was nothing he could do to help. He could see the Pentagon from his window, literally burning. And in his pragmatic way, he said, your mother's safe. It looks like there's no immediate harm beyond what occurred. So I'm going to get some work done. And then when I head home, there'll probably be no traffic. It's hard to understand this unless you grew up in a large city, but it's, I'm not dead. There's nothing I can do to help at this moment. I might as well get some work done. Describes the mentality of growing up in Washington. From there, I checked in on my two main coaching clients that I knew were in New York City. They were rightfully concerned. While I was sitting there, we had a conversation and I said, I'm having lunch here. And no, my, the person I was going to meet didn't make it. So this is a good time to talk. 
we assessed the situation. And for one of the clients that worked in a legal office, it just looked obvious to do her best to get out of the city with anything critical she had to grab and move now before things got more and more backed up. And she had a place to get to that was further away and safe. Once she was fine, I called another client and checked on them. And she had been trying to get in touch with their parents to tell her she was okay. And the phone lines were just locked up. So it's a miracle I got through to these two. And we talked through a plan of action. And I offered to contact her parents as well as her getting on a plan to get to a place where she felt safer. Then I stayed in contact with both of them as they got to a place they felt more safe. They both were safe, got to a location, and were fine. After the buildings fell, I was talking to one of the clients, and she told me a story that I hope one day to interview her on about how in the grocery store it was very common for people to buy the potatoes of the firemen in front of them. Kind of as a thank you, practice. I don't know all the meaning behind it. But to her, how that had so much more meaning to her now that those rescue people had lost their lives. I came up with even a t-shirt idea that wasn't produced till years later that just said, First responders, thank you for all you do, that I finally made many years later. For me personally, this was a moment of reevaluating core principles. Because in coaching, I was really committed to people living their dreams. And then I thought, what if their dream involved driving a plane into a building? Does my core principle need upgrading? And at that point, I added a caveat to my internal mission of helping people live their dreams in a way that was a true contribution to others. Sort of an addendum. <laughs> it kind of lived there in the past, but this anchored it in further. I believe it's important to find ways to take tragedy and use it constructively in our lives. Mine was a subtle shift in a core principle and seeing first responders more than I had before. I'd love to hear how 9-11 affected you. This is Success Coach Martin Brossman. If you get value out of my podcast, please share it with three people. If you want to contact me, you can email me at martin at martinbrossman.com. Please make sure you put the word podcast in the subject line and reference the show. And if you'd like to learn about my success coaching, go to coachingsupport.com. Have a great day.